bases, David Payne. How's it going? Good. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's cool to finally be a guest for once. It takes a little bit of pressure off me. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, it, it's, uh, it, it's a whole different thing, and it's, it's always fun to talk about yourself. And then I'm excited yeah, to hear your, your story and what you are all about. So what do you do? What is your, uh, what hat do you wear? I wear a, a couple different hats. So one of them is a baseball hat and one of them is a cowboy hat. Uh, so first <laughs> off, I, I host Call to the Bullpen, uh, which is my baseball podcast, all things major league, some minor league in there, some, some baseball history in there. So we cover, you know, present, future, past. Um, we can find us on do a little shameless plug right here at the start. You can yeah. find us on social media at CTBP pod, check us out. So that's my baseball hat. Um, and then I, I put on my yeehaw hat, my cowboy hat and boots, and I, I make a pop country music, I would say, and not, not, you know, full yeehaw Western, but poppy country music. So I guess I'll, I'll plug that too at the David or and it's, what is it? Goodness gracious. At David Payne music. I got it. Yeah. At David Payne music. So yeah, a couple different hats there. So yeah, for like the baseball hat, um, how, I guess you're an Orioles fan. How, how did that happen? So uh, I'm from Connecticut. I grew up in a family of Yankees fans, actually. Yeah. We're a house divided and we would take trips down to Baltimore to go see the Yankees play uh, instead of going to Yankee stadium. Uh, It was, honestly cheaper to take a whole weekend trip down there for three games versus taking the family to one at Yankee Stadium. Actually, a chart chart was just circulating on social media of like all the most expensive places to take a family of four. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the Yankee Stadium is the the very top one, of course. So we would go down to to Baltimore and from the time that I was seven, eight years old or so, and then around, I'd say, 10, 11 or so, kind of realized that you know, we would go and get like autographs before the game and stuff. And just the Orioles players were always nicer. I was at their <laughs> stadium all the time. Yeah. It just kind of and and the the real thing that did it in was Adam Jones. Adam Jones. I mean, I remember the trip clear as day. Brad, my co-host, and I, we were down at Camden Yards. My dad took us down, and something about Adam Jones and, and having been going there for a couple years, and it was like that trip sitting in the stands i literally looked at him and said hey i think i'm rooting for the orioles today and he goes <laughs> yeah me too it was just like a, a spontaneous like in the moment thing like that one game we rooted for the orioles and then we never looked back so yeah that it, now we just went down there to see the yankees play the orioles and of course you know yep. they're rooting for one side and i'm rooting for the other and you know what we saw two games yankees won one orioles won one so it was a pretty equitable trip i'd say Oh yeah, for sure. No, it's. I mean, let's say because the Orioles this year actually, they're they're looking pretty good. Yeah, we're not the the pushover that we've been. You know, it, it's yeah. a new a new era of like Orioles baseball. So I tell my Yankees fan family to you know better get their ring this year because afterwards that trophy lives in the Inner Harbor. That is true. So how how I guess I kind of want to talk about your guys' podcast that you have. How, I guess, how did you guys come about starting that? So I played college baseball. I graduated last May. Um, and one of my teammates had a radio show here on campus. And he decided, you know, over the summer, he wanted to continue doing his radio show. So we turned it into a podcast. 
And then he wanted to turn the podcast into something bigger, into like a podcast network. Um, so he mm-hmm. talked about all, all things, all sports. And then he asked me if I wanted to do an MLB podcast as part of his network. And I, you know, I jumped all over that. I was done playing. I needed some way to stay around the game. Um, I really thought that it was a, a great opportunity for me. I, I love talking about baseball. You know, we text about baseball. Yeah. We had a group chat talking about baseball. I said, you know, why not do it into a microphone with, with this opportunity there? So I, I started it, and it was it was just me for a while, about half of that first season. And it, it's pretty fun to go back and listen to the old episodes, just me talking yeah. to a microphone, just kind of like rambling on. I don't know when to, like, stop and take breaths so you could hear me, like, taking a <laughs> Would pause to take a sip of water and breathe and you know the, the little things that you can look back and say like oh that was that was me then starting off and listen to one now and see, really see the difference there um, but then we got tired of just talking to myself brought my uh, co-host brad on who i mentioned we were just on that trip to baltimore and we, we would text about baseball so i said you know, why not join me on the podcast and then kind of just been at it ever since I see. And so, yeah, because you guys put out a lot of content. You guys do super well, and it's it's and it shows. Like you guys put in a lot of work. No, thank you. I appreciate you saying that because we we do put in you know quite a bit. It's we during the season we're doing one episode a week. We do Mondays every week. Um, the off season kind of slows down. We get a little bit of a break, but we still put out stuff over the off season. We started doing video over this last off season. That was our big off season project. Um, so now we have a video podcast. Um, but yeah, we, we just figure staying consistent with it, and being, you know, consistently making interesting content and kind of trusting the process that you know the work will speak for itself. So um, I really appreciate you saying that. You know, you could see that we put a lot into it. Oh, it, it's it's a for sure. I mean, I mean, I mean, so like for those listening, like call call the bullpen. It's it's a very well put together show. So for sure, check that one out. Yeah, and it was it was hard this year too because that that network that we started, um, they they went a more high school sports focused way. Um, mm-hmm. So you know it was it was kind of time for us to not be a part of that market and that segmentation anymore. So you know with them we had someone that would edit for us. We would just you know record and then send it to them and edit. Someone who would make the graphics. Oh, wow. for them. So all you know and. This split happened in, you know, the season was delayed this year into the middle of April. The split happened right at the start of April. So it was like in a just a couple of weeks, really, having to learn how to make yeah. you know, graphics, how to edit, especially edit video. Um, so that was a whole learning curve there at the start of this year that was, you know, unexpected and, and pretty difficult. But we, we got through it and we're, I mean, running pretty smoothly now. I think 18 weeks into the, the season now. So, you know, just yeah. learning every day, trying to get better every day. And I'm glad that it's showing. And say that that's like one of the hardest things for me, like for my podcast is doing like the video stuff. Like I, like I lack on that so much. I mean, and then, and also using uh TikTok as well. Let's say, cause you guys use that, don't you? Yeah, we do. We just brought someone on we've got a team of nine guys now. And we just brought oh, wow. someone, on. yeah, we brought someone on now that focuses on the strictly TikToks because I'm gonna be honest, I'm 23, but I feel like I'm 40. I don't know anything about TikTok. <laughs> I've never used, I use it strictly for 
uh, the baseball stuff and music stuff. I don't scroll on yeah. TikTok like you know other people do. So I, I don't I don't know anything to, to be quite honest. So we were just kind of before like just posting our graphics from Instagram and Twitter on TikTok. We put music over it. It's like a little 10 second video. That's all we were doing. And that's not that's not what TikTok's looking for. That's not what the algorithm's yeah. looking for. That's not what people are looking for. But quite honestly, we didn't have the time on our plate to to learn too much about it. And on TikTok sketches me out anyways. You hear all these things. I don't want to be spending all my time on TikTok. I don't want to get, you know, yeah, I get, I'm addicted, gets, addicted to enough. I don't need to add TikTok, TikTok, TikTok into that too. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, as I do, I will watch, like, like, it's funny, like, like, I'll watch, like, one, like, one or two TikToks a night. That's it. Like, I'll just do my one or two, and then I'll, and then, and then, like, Peyton's, like, right by me, and then she's, like, so you can do your TikToks or what? And then I'll, <laughs> like, and then I'll just watch, like, my one or two, like, and then ho hopefully they're funny, or I learn something. But, like, like, I won't sit and scroll down TikTok for hours. Good for you having that discipline, because I don't, I don't Dude, know if I would do that way. I get lost in um, like it's Instagram Reels is basically the same thing as TikTok. Yeah. Right. If, if I watch one of those, I'm watching 15. So, good for you. <laughs> yeah. See, I haven't gotten on the Instagram Reels yet. I haven't, I haven't had time to do that yet. Instagram just wants to be TikTok so bad. They're copying everything TikTok does, so it's it's the same thing. Well, I think like Instagram's even doing like. They're even they're doing like shopping too. Like you can, like there's like a store on there as well. Yeah, I sometimes I get notifications from the Instagram store. I'm like, I've never been on you. How am I getting notifications yeah. from you right now? It gets, it gets all sketchy and weird. No, how, how so then, so let's so let's kind of talk about your music side. So how how did you? come to the idea that you want to be a singer i honestly i don't have a great answer for that i don't know i just <laughs> i guess i could could just always sing and I, I as a kid like i don't know like i would write little cheesy songs or whatever yeah and i, I just kind of like kept it to myself and wrote a mm -hmm. lot of music and kind of just got better at it and I, in school I was always good at like English classes and stuff I come from a yeah. family of writers my, my aunt is an author my grandfather I was a newspaper editor my mom reads more books than anyone I know <laughs> so I come from a, like a, a literature heavy family and I guess my way is is writing poems to music and mm -hmm. I just it, I don't I don't really write to me I don't really write songs I write stories like yeah the, I don't write about my own life, really. Maybe there's some elements here and there, but like I don't write like about my life. I'm not writing some like deep introspective stuff. I'm just I'm telling stories in my songs. Yeah, you know, I, that's I guess the my my way that you know I am creative. Um, so I I just kind of I couldn't even tell you a time when I started, but I guess that it would be when I got my guitar, which was my dad's guitar was like this old like i don't know how old it was but it was like broken no strings on it for the longest time like he he didn't i don't even know if he, i don't think he ever learned how to play it. i'm not sure but I, when i got my license when i was like 16 that's when i like i was like yeah, i'm gonna I, I can drive now i'm gonna drive this thing to guitar center and get it strung and i just started teaching myself off youtube i gotta give a shout out to this guy 
Matt McCoy, a country song teacher on YouTube. And I, I learned literally through his videos. He had good breakdowns of some basic chords. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not all that good of a guitar player. I can play enough to write a song. I can play yeah. seven, eight chords maybe, but I can, I can play enough to write my songs. Um, and I just kind of wrote those on, on my guitar for yeah, years, really, until uh, last year when I one of my teammates, again, I got so many connections through baseball in, in college. One of my teammates cousins uh, he played one of my songs for him he produces music so we kind of linked up that way and then he started taking my acoustic you know half-assed played acoustic guitar songs and turning them into these these awesome fully produced versions that we're putting out now um so it's, it's really been quite the uh, journey from unexpected too like yeah. i wasn't I wasn't even like really it was always kind of like it would be so cool to make these songs but like i was i don't plan on I, I wasn't planning on doing anything with it and then you know he said let's make these and i said all right let's do it and, and we're doing yeah. it and we're getting better with each one and getting ready to put a seven eight song ep out soon oh no way yeah so get, getting ready recording songs for that getting all those ready i don't have a date yet but sometime that's going to be coming out before the end of the year Dude, that would be awesome. See, I, I, I enjoy your music. I would say because actually like when, so like when my girlfriend and I like we go on like trips and stuff, like I, like I will play your songs. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate every play that I get. So uh, thank you very much. So how, I guess, so oh, I was going to say, oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, so, so I actually did have a guitar I, I used to have one but i gave it away because i never played it like so i gave it to my to, to my little brother but like i i tried so hard to learn like how to play but it, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't sticking i mean like i mean like i can play wonderwall pretty pretty damn well but it, it's a process man it's a frustrating yeah. process. i did there was times when i gave up and didn't play for months like it's yeah. It was not, especially like not taking like lessons or anything. I knew that lessons wouldn't work for me. There was like classes in high school too that I could have taken. Mm -hmm. But I like, I'm not interested in sitting there and, and learning how to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or something. Yeah. I, that's not the way that I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn you know, something I'm interested in. The first song I learned was Do I by Luke Bryan. I remember that very vividly. Like that, I, I learned playing music I was interested in. Yeah, and and I guess that's kind of what what got me through the the hump there, I guess, because I, I like I said, I really did take quite a long break, so I was getting frustrated with not being able to to get the chords. And I tried these apps that would help you play, and those didn't work mm -hmm. for me. It was just uh, honestly this this guy on YouTube keeping it interesting, constantly doing like new songs too. Like if a new song would come out, he would make a video on how to play it. So it was yeah. like you know constantly songs I was interested in that I was able to learn to, and I, I think that's really what kind of help push me through it let's see yeah because there's there's a guy on youtube that i would watch his name's uh i believe marty music i might, might have heard of that before and he yeah he he is pretty well i mean like he does a lot more like like electric guitar than acoustic but mm -hmm. but he does super well like with teaching songs yeah, I mean, there's, you can learn really anything on the internet today. So YouTube is such a great resource for 
or anything. If you want to learn how to tie a tie, play the guitar, clean your gutters, the YouTube has literally everything. So it's, it's a really great tool. That's what, that's what I'm using pretty frequently on how to get, like, on how to get ready to have a baby. How they change, change a diaper and stuff. Dude, I have, I have never changed a diaper. I have never done that. I have, le- I have less than a month until I changed my first one. You might want to start now. I'm like, you got a, you got a dog. I have a cat. Practice on the cat. Put a diaper on the cat. Get some practice in there. She would freak out. There be. <laughs> no, we're, we're just, we're just getting ready for the baby, and that's, yeah. Life's gonna be busy. Life's gonna be busy. Is that, a, is that a crib behind you there? Oh yeah. Yep. It's a it's a crib filled with uh has has like some baby stuff in there right now. I mean, my my like man cave has now turned into the nursery. If that's not the most adulting statement I've ever heard, then I don't know what it is. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, like, I have my whole, like, my whole computer set up right here, and then when, and then I usually play my Xbox, like, right next to me right here, and then I have a TV to my left, which, actually, the TV is leaving, because I got to put a, um, got to put, like, a, like, a gliding chair, so, so she, so she can nurse the baby, and, yeah, and I have to find room for my signed baseballs, and we're, dude, I'm, I have to grow up fast. Hey, I, I think that you, you got this, man. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. If you could go back in time to watch any baseball game in person, what would it be? I, any game, like all time is, is tough because as a, as a fan of, of the Orioles, I would go. If I'm mean, from my lifetime, at least, I, w- I would have loved to have been there for that Delman Young double in in 2014 ALDS. That I would have, you know, that was my favorite moment as a sports fan, just seeing it on TV. So that would definitely be one that I want to see in person. But all time, I think I'd have to go with the Babe Ruth called shot. I would, I need to see if, if that would have actually happened or not. I'm, I, I can't, I don't know what to believe with all the, I, the legends. I agree. Stuff. I agree. I think. I personally believe the Babe Ruth is a, is a mythical creature. <laughs> he's he's just someone that that they chose to be the face of baseball, and he's actually not as good as he was. All of his numbers I, are fake. I, well, I don't know about all that, but I think that to see like not even like outside of baseball too, just to see like these like like you said, kind of like myth. These people were like myths to us, like. Elvis or or Babe Ruth or Frank Sinatra or even like Michael Jackson I I don't know you were around for a bit more Michael Jackson than I was but like yeah these guys like what do we have today that are even close to these like legends these myths like I I don't know what we have today like well you're you're actually you're actually wearing a jersey of one of the guys that's pretty damn close to that in in our baseball world sure but i mean if you uh, if you ask any random person to name a, a baseball player all the time they could they could tell you babe ruth i don't know if we're at the point yet where shohei otani is is the you know 
you ask any random person on the street and they could tell you Shohei Otani yet. Yeah. But hopefully we get there because he is uh, he's miraculous. I don't there's yeah. I I think that after last year people are like he's almost getting the trout treatment where like you just expect a certain level of greatness from him and it loses its allure. But I mean, what he's doing is mind blowing still. It didn't yeah. lose the you know, novelty for me. Like he is pitching and hitting at the highest level. And how many guys have now come into the minor leagues, like Hunter green, trying to do exactly that. And, and it doesn't last. They're not capable of no. doing that. And it, it, it's, this guy is doing, and people will say, Oh, he's not the best at either. But he he's but he's well doing above both. average at both. both. Even if he was yeah. average at both. Even if you put up a three five ERA and hit two sixty with twenty five bombs, like that's still mind blowing. But actually, what he's doing is putting up forty home runs and pitching to a sub three ERA, yep. which is even more insane. I don't. I I like I said. I live with Yankees fans. I'm I'm friends with Yankees fans. And they all, you know, Aaron Judge was getting the standing O MVP chance in Baltimore that last weekend. And for me, I, I don't see how anyone can be the MVP but Shohei Otani with what he does. Uh, he's he's my AL MVP at, at the moment. What he does is, I mean, if you, if you want to look at it in terms of the most valuable player award, which it's not, it's the best player award. Yep. You know, he has the most valuable player award. Who is more valuable than a guy who provides innings and at bats for his team? He literally saves his team a roster spot. The Angels don't have, they don't have 26 players on their active roster. They have 27 because he does two different things. That's so true. In terms of value, straight up, he's the most valuable player. Um, but in terms of being the best player, he's nobody. What's Aaron Judge's ERA? Zero. It, it, no, it's, it's dash, dot, dash, dash. <laughs> Is what it is. It's not. He doesn't even have a ERA. So I don't know when, as far as I'm concerned, and I guess there has to be some kind of answer for that because you can't just give it to him every single year over and over again. It's tough. It's a, it is a tricky question. At what point does, does somebody win it over him? Maybe it's 60 home runs. I don't know. Maybe it's Judge getting 60. I don't. To me, 60 is not enough. Maybe a Judge hits 65, 70. But if Joe hits if the show he pitches to a sub three and hits 35 home runs and drives in that's 90, an MVP right there right how could it how could it not be is is what I think and it, it sucks it sucks for Aaron Judge it sucks for Jose Ramirez who could put up 160 RBIs this year which has only been done a, not in not in the modern era not not since a, like pre Jackie Robinson so it, Damn. You know, it sucks for these guys who are going to do incredible things but they're just doing incredible things on one dimension of the ball. So I, I don't know the answer, but that's my opinion. So yeah, we, we, we have a Otani Jersey in this household. So that's, uh, that's, that's Peyton's favorite, favorite player of all time. She's uh, so yeah, there, it was like, see uh, about a month ago, it was like 4, 4 PM. And she was like, so when does Otani pitch next? And I'm like, and I check, <laughs> And he, he pitched that night in Seattle. So, so, so we left at five o'clock and we got two first pitch at seven ten. Wow. And That's awesome. We, that, yeah. And then she was so excited to watch Otani. It was, uh, it was like a kid with, it was like a kid that like got a candy store. You got to get him in a, you know, Mariners Navy and, and what was it? Teal aqua. What, what, that, what do you call that color? Teal, teal. 
Telia, you gotta, gotta get him in those well, colors. North, he's on the, North, he's on the Northwest Green. Dude, North- that would be Northwest Green. That's its own. Uh, that's its own. Co- <laughs> this color. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, he's on the trade block, and he's even if he doesn't get traded, a free agent in two years. You know, he likes to be out west coast where you know, the flight is shorter to Japan. You know, when he was yep. signing, all his options, he basically ignored the fact that there were central and east divisions. So free uh, <laughs> agent again. You know, you guys have a, a pretty good history with you know Japanese players too. So yeah, he he. Uh, if I'm not wrong, or if I'm not mistaken, he was the the second the second pick was gonna be Seattle and that would have been that would have been absolutely amazing yeah so when he hits free agency you guys gotta just throw a cool 440 million at him and then another 400 at, at Julio in a few years I would give that dude a blank paycheck right now that's what I would do I would give them both blank blank paychecks yeah and you know what I, I don't want to hear anything about you know teams can't afford this and I can't afford that. These are multi-billion dollar organizations. Any they team, can afford the, it. The Baltimore Orioles could give Juan Soto $500 million tomorrow. I don't care what you say about their current payroll or what the value of the team is or what the luxury tax is. Any team can go over the luxury tax. The Reds, the, what the Red Sox are doing with, with how cheap they're being, it's pathetic. It, you yep. see like Dodgers don't care about the luxury tax. Yankees, they care a little bit, but barely. But like any team can can pay that any team can afford that all of these owners are, are filthy rich these teams bring in ridiculous amounts of money on tv deals and pay their minor leaguers like shit so they're saving money there they can afford to pay the major leaguers money nailed that one it's it's bad no i think i don't know i i don't know like what's gonna happen like with the trade deadline because really nothing is moving right now it's all stand still which it's a bit strange because usually the deadline is the 31st so we're looking at four days away but now it's it's august August 2nd isn't it yeah yeah a couple extra days after the the lockout so it you know it's it's gonna be a bit slower i guess for a a couple more days i personally don't think soto's getting moved so i I don't think i don't think so either they're trying to sell the team and all the from what I've heard, all the buyers have said they're not interested if Soto's not there and they have no one to build around and that they're all willing to go $500 million plus for him. So I, I think that he stays there maybe strictly on a business decision from the learners. Uh, but I think that we'll, we'll still get some big trades. So just be, be a little patient with it this year, being a, a little later. Um, but I think we're going to have a, a pretty wild week, a big deadline day, days before and gonna see some pretty big names move, I think. So yeah, I'm I'm uh gonna be sad to see Wills Contreras leave Chicago and uh Ian Hat, but that's that's move that they gotta make. Mike, I don't know what just happened. I'm back though. Oh, you're good. Oh my that's a terrible camera angle. I don't know what happened to me there. Jeez. You're good. I'll finish it like it works. Yeah, but it must have been a, a rough couple years for you as a, a Cubs fan now. <laughs> you know, yeah. Rizzo, Brian, and uh, Baez, now Contreras. It's oh, it was, Listen, man, I've, I've been through it, okay? I've been through it with 
Go Bundy, Gosman, and, and especially Manny Machado. So yep. I, I've been through it. I know it sucks. I feel for you. Um, on behalf of all of Birdland, my heart goes out to you. Uh, but <laughs> hey, I did just see the Cubs, and and Jan Gomes hit two home runs in that game. That so is true. Still some pop from behind the dish there, man. That is true. He is still he he is not done yet. Jan Gomes is not done yet. No, no, he's still got some pop in that bat. So that's. I guess some things to be excited about. You get to watch Stroman pitch every now and then. Yeah. He's fun. Yeah. What's the deal with Jackson Frazier? I'm not used to saying that yet. I have no idea. I think I think he's just gonna stay down in, in the minors. But he's just I I mean sad. we could we can get rid of him for something. But you think so? You think he has yeah. any value still? I think he has some, but not I mean Nothing too crazy. I mean, like to get like some minor leaguers for him, but just, I mean, but you never know like what the minor leaguers are going to do in a few years. So it's kind of like use him as a, as like a gamble piece. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like 27 or something and, and not panning yeah. out so far. So why not, you know, you kind of know what he is. Why not trade that in for a couple of young lottery tickets to see? Exactly. Yeah. Jet Jackson Frazier. That's so no, weird. No, Clint had a better ring to it. But hey, whatever makes him happy. That's what I'm saying. Nope. Well, we're gonna wrap it up a little bit. I have one question for you. So let's say that there is a kid who wants to get into baseball content or music, but he's nervous to start it out. What would you tell him? You you just gotta start. You got to start somewhere in your first, like I, I mentioned earlier about like looking back on my old first couple of like on the first couple of songs I wrote horrendous. The first couple of episodes of the podcast I mentioned, you could look back on that stuff and your first stuff's not perfect, but you got to start. The only way to get better is to start. The only way that you're ever going to get any, you know, anywhere with it is to start taking that first step. And, you know, sometimes it takes a push, like a friend asking you if you want to join a podcast network or, or, you know, your friend having a cousin who produces music, you know, sometimes you just get that little, like, call it a sign if you want. I'm not super spiritual or whatever, but like sometimes those things come along where it, it's an opportunity to start. And that kind of tells you that you should. Um, so I'd yeah. say, yeah, take, take that first step. You're never going to get anywhere if you don't start. If you want to start then start. That's, that's what I got. That works. Well, David, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a, a good time and I'd love to come back some other time. Deal. Sounds good.